Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Sports Docket with Ace Man and a Quash. Check it out. The best sports radio show on Blog Talk Radio. I'm good today. We got a great show today. I'm glad to be back. Nice job by uh, Mike Rivera over the summer. And speaking of summer, how was yours, Mr. Aitman? Well, my summer was pretty well. You know, it's going great. Uh, nice to have you back on the show, Ethan. No problem. Uh, so, um, yeah, over the summer I went to uh camp, Kevin uh, Isaac. Hope New York, uh, had some great trips. We went um, to Maine, um, went whitewater rafting there. It's pretty nice. Um, some crazy stuff, but it's pretty nice. Uh, we also went to Washington D.C. Six Flags, was it John New England? Cool, cool stuff. I went to a camp in the summer, a day camp. I went a couple of days a week. You know, we did a lot of cool stuff. We went to a couple of ball games. You know, uh, you know, we did a lot of cool stuff. We played some football, played some baseball, and then. Uh, you know, I went to Met games over the summer, so I had a good summer. That's good. That's good. I know. It was, uh, summer was great. I mean, restful summer. Uh, good job by Mike Rivera filling in for me. Uh. Yeah, Mike and me uh, did a couple of shows over the summer, but uh, I want to wait for you to get back, you know? And, uh, yeah, well... Uh, let's tell our listeners we have a nice show planned for you today. Um, we're going to have a new uh, show. It's going to be called the Armchair GM Rapid Fire. Yeah, that's going to be great. We have uh, three um, armchair users. Uh, they're going to be joining us um, later on the program. Yeah, it's definitely it's a great website. I just joined, I just joined it recently. It's called armchairgm.com. If you are a big sports fan, you should definitely join that website. You can write articles. Yeah, it's the Sports Weekly. It's all sports. I mean, it's all contributor-based. Great website. Uh, and, of course, when Mike Rivera was filling in over the summer, um, and also, Andrew Maroma filled in for one show as well. Yeah, but Mike Rivera filled in. The, the Mets were doing a little bit better than they're doing right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Mets, they're really struggling of late. Uh, we're going to get into the Mets and Yankees later in the show, but uh, just a little recap of the Mets. Today, they lost a heartbreaker. Maybe this is one of their worst losses this season. They lost 11-10 to 10 after rallying a couple of times. Yeah, the Yankees, they took care of business against the Red Sox. They swept them. Yep. Wong almost got a no-hitter today. I mean, it was a phenomenal performance by Chin Ming Wong. Oh, innings. Oh, uh, yeah, eight innings. And then, uh, and then it was a weird play. I don't know if you saw it. With, uh, what was that? I don't know if you saw it with John. What? buttons. Uh-oh. I don't know. Weird. Oh, uh, Ethan, he's trying to... I don't know what he's trying to do. He's trying to play some music with the phone. I don't know. Uh, so, um, of course, uh, the Mets, they got swept in a four-game series against the Phillies. They, um, you know, they didn't really come to play the first three games. They came to play today, but unfortunately, they couldn't do their job as they lost 11-10. to 10. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Mets um, got 5 nothing, and everybody thought the game was over. The Mets um, came back. I had five, so it came right back with three more, and Jonathan, that, was, that was the game. Can you give me a minute, please? Um, I want to clock out. Oh, what was that? Oh, I think... Oh, I, I think something's wrong with uh, John's phone. Well, uh, yeah, if, uh, for those of you who don't know who John is, he's helping us a little bit today. He's doing some of the music in the back, so uh, we thank him for doing that. And, yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, no doubt. Um, so, uh, oh, John will call back in. So. All right, so John is having a little problems with his phone, so that we heard that the phone numbers, we apologize for that. Yeah, yeah, that was a John. Another uh, thing, we were supposed to have Mark Hale from the New York Post. He's a Mets beat writer. He was supposed to come on the show today, but uh, 
He uh, he emailed us uh, before the show, and he might not be able to come on, but he might be able to come on. We're not 100% sure about that. Yeah, I mean, we're looking forward to having Mark. Long Talk Radio did a whole thing for us, so uh, we'll see what happens with that. We have a lot to talk to Mark Hill about, especially um, um, this series uh, with the Mets getting swept. Uh, we got a lot of questions for him. Uh, a lot of questionable moves by Willie Randolph in this series. Um, yeah, there were. There were Willie Randolph. Um, you know, like he used Billy Wagner for two innings today. I mean, uh, I thought personally at the time I liked the move because you know Wagner didn't pitch for about five days, and uh, Willie, uh, he 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 can't really trust anybody in that bullpen right now, Ethan. No, you cannot trust in that bullpen. I mean, mode is one thing, but uh, guys like Luciano. And Al and then Wagner, these are guys that uh, Randall's been trusting all season, and they completely blew up in this series. Well, Freestone had two solid innings today, but um, uh, Heilman has not pitched well against the Phillies at all, and he always seems to give up the big home run in the big spot. Uh, Billy Wagner, and you can't even trust Billy Wagner right now. You can't trust anybody in this bullpen right now. Nobody's coming through. Okay, well, so I, mean, I, 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 I want to get into the Yankees a little bit because uh, yeah, they took sure. care of business this week against the Red Sox. So the Yankees seven for stadium. Uh, but five back and the tie with the wild card. I'm not sure if Seattle's playing tonight. Uh, the Yankees maybe have they have a half game lead on the wild card, don't they? I think um they might. I think Seattle's idle. If they are, then the Yankees do have a half game lead in the wild card standings. Yeah. And five back in the division, so you never know. And but one thing that the Yankees are gonna have to do, as we've seen their bullpen struggle, much like the Mets. But uh, one reliable arm they have right now, besides Mariano Rivera, is Jabba Chamberlain. He's been absolutely a great story for them, right? Yeah, no doubt. Jabba Chamberlain uh, has been outstanding. Still has not given up a run. I think it's been like 11, in- it's been like 11 innings. Uh, he's given up he's tr- nothing, pretty much nothing. He has like five hits, shattered five hits, and he struck out 18 batters uh, in those 11 innings of work. So um, there's a little bit of uh, Jabba uh, Chamberlain kind of lost his control today. Uh, um, well, Jabba Chamberlain, he's having a streak similar to what Joe Smith had at the beginning of the year. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and, um, also with the Yankees, uh, they're hitting his... I mean, they're hitting well right now also. You know, Melky Cabrera's done a nice job in center field. Johnny Damon is fitting in the left field. And all their hitters, you know, they're hitting decently right now. Nobody's really in a slump. All right, uh, Stephen, we do have a call early in the show here. I'm willing to take phone calls yet, but we do have an early call program. It's a 516 number. Um, we, haven't gotten, we haven't really gotten into much of the Yankees. We've gotten into the Mets mostly. Uh, we'll take this call, uh, 516. What's your name? Where are you calling from? You're on the sports pocket. Hello, what's your name? Where are you calling from? I'm calling from the Smithers Ferry. I think you have a bad line there. Uh, 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 um, bigger victories on clearance in the local foot actions or foot lockers. Hmm? <laughs> Can you understand him? No, I don't. It's Mark Rivera, though. I know it's by his voice. Mike, if you get a better call, we'll then tell you why. Just get a better uh, phone line there. Hopefully, we'll find another one. All right, bye. <laughs> All right, that's, that's a terrible line. All right. Anyway, uh, yeah, something wrong with the phone line. There's Mike, call back and we'll put you on. Okay. Uh, so um, we're hoping once again to have Mark Hale on the show. And if you want to call into our show, our phone number is one six four six four seven eight five one one eight. And uh, also, we have a poll question out there today. So if you want to uh, call in and give us your opinion on this, we're asking you who who do you think is going to be the National League MVP this year? Your choices are David Wright, Prince Fielder, Albert Pujols, and Matt Holliday. So, Ethan, what do you think about the NL MVP? Who deserves it? Ethan, who deserves the NL MVP? Oh, um, this is, uh, I, right now I'm thinking it belongs to uh, um, Ryan Howard, the way he's been playing lately, <laughs> Pat Morrill. Uh, Ryan Howard, you think? Yeah, I mean, Howard is – I mean, they also got to count that Howard was injured – a beginning of the season, and he still imagine how many home runs Howard would have if he was if he wasn't injured. He would have more than Prince Fielder probably. Howard, much like uh, David Wright, you know, Howard really didn't get going until you know May. You know, of course, David Wright started out the year with no home runs at all in uh, April, and he he just first home run like I think it was like May fifth or something. 
So, um, yeah, yeah, Howard is uh, getting hot at the right time. Yeah, he had another bomb today. So, uh, I mean, Howard playing really good baseball. No doubt, no, no, definitely. Okay, and um, so once again, we'll be taking your phone calls. The number once again, one six four six four seven eight five one one eight. Oh, and Stephen, and the other, um, uh, the other, the other um, uh, MVP candidate referring to. Ethan, uh, I, you really don't have, I can't hear you that well. There's something. There's your phone. I, it's, it's an. Oh, you're an echo. Hello. Are you an echo on my phone? Yeah, I hear. I hear something. I don't know what it is. Okay, okay I have. Right here. here. How about now? I hear echo now. Yeah, it's better now. All right, good. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we were talking about um, the candidates for the MVP uh, in the National League. You got Holiday. You, you got to always throw Pujols in there, and you got to throw in David Wright. Uh, yeah, and uh, David Wright, uh, he, he's really picked up the pace. He has something like, what, 24 home runs, 88 RBIs, something in that range, and he's hitting 320. And, of course, Matt Holliday leads the National League in RBI. And the net, he, he, he's in the top three in the National League in batting average. Matt Holliday he's hitting about 335, and he's got the power numbers to uh, do it. So if the Rockies can make a little run here, he can win the MVP. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, um, people consider Miguel Cabrera, but the Marlins are so far out of it that you know, it's not really an option right now. No, I actually, I wouldn't even say Miguel Cabrera. I would say Hanley Ramirez is probably the most. Yeah, Hanley Ramirez. I mean, uh, and how about uh, Jimmy Rollins hitting a couple home runs against the Mets in this series? He was had like 25 in the season, so. And uh, Jimmy I Rollins, it, like, I mean, he showed a lot of pop this year. He's showing a uh, good glove. I mean, uh, Jimmy Rollins could be an MVP candidate. We also got to figure out what ballpark he's playing in. I mean, well, it didn't help the Mets this weekend. <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, uh, you know, oh, the Mets... we're stacked with a couple of phone calls now. Uh, a couple on the line. We'll take some calls, but we're going to be going to a break at 8.13. All right, well... Let's see how these calls come in. We'll take the first one. It's a 777 area code. I don't know where that's from, but we'll see who's calling. Oh, What's your name? Where are you calling from? I'm a sports doc with Ace and the Quas. Hey, my name is Kendrick Thomas. I'm a host of Real Sports Talk. What's up? How you doing? I'm doing a really good job, man. Um, I would like to say... Prince Fielder should get the National League MVP in my eyes. Just what he's been able to do, how he's been able to go out there and be effective and help the Milwaukee Brewers. Even though the Milwaukee Brewers have been struggling for being consistent, they're second in the division, they're one game back, yeah. and they haven't been able to compete consistently with the Chicago Cubs and the way the Cubs have been playing. They've been playing great. I mean, a lot of people, they think the St. Louis Cardinals, they should win the division, but they're three games. They're, they're not three games back. They're two games back in the third spot as well. So, but I, I got to go with the Prince Fielder guy. He's been able to go out there, hit home runs, late, lead the National League in home runs, doing a real good job with RBI numbers, and he has been able to be effective. That's a good point. And Field is definitely doing more with the Brewers than Pujols doing with the Cardinals thus far this season. Hey, I ask you something. Uh, if the Brewers don't make the playoffs, do you think Prince Fielder should win the MVP award still? Is he still I, I, I think that's questionable. I don't think so because – a most valuable player, he's supposed to do good, but also take his team to the playoffs because that's the whole main goal of starting the season is making it to the playoffs. And if a player can't do that, then he's not valuable to his team. But but, I think you know, it's like also kind of asking it. We we all know that A-Rod, you know, he, he's running away with the MVP award in the American League, but if the Yankees somehow don't make the playoffs, does A-Rod deserve the MVP award? You know, it's a tough so. question to ask. Well, who else would he give it to the AL? I mean, you still got other productive players that can go out there and produce. I mean, yeah. the Detroit Tigers, they still got players in that lineup that was able to go out there and help their team win as well. You got players in the Los Angeles Angels lineup that have been able to go out there and score runs and help their team no be doubt. successful too. So you also got players like Manny Ramirez and David Ortiz that has been able to help the Boston Red Sox be productive later into the season as well. So, I mean, there's a couple of players out there, but I think the Yankees are going to make the wild card. So that's the reason why I think A-Rod's going to run away with the, the NL. Excuse me, the AL MVP. And you're a Mets fan. You told me earlier, and uh, yeah, Mets all the way. So what do you? How do you think the Mets can get out of this? Is there anything they can do to get out of this slump? Well, let's say one thing. It's another. First, it was the lineup coming into the series. Jose Reyes going hitless in his first two games going to get the Philadelphia Phillies. Him and David Wright. And now they've been able to break out at this game within the bullpen. I mean, the bullpen has been the problem. You see in game two against the Philadelphia Phillies in this series, yeah. um, Tom Glavin, he's able to go out there and produce, help the New York Mets get a shutout. 
and then as soon as he comes out the game, the bullpen takes over, and then they just run away. The Philly, Philadelphia Phillies just run away with the game. So I think it's the bullpen. They're not effective enough. They need to step up. Billy Wagner, he's in a, a horrible slump, and he needs to get out of that slump because he's going to be helpful to us in the postseason. But if he's in a slump, he's not going to be able to do that much. And we don't really have another closer that can go out there and close games for us because the rest of the bullpen hasn't been doing good as well. So, I mean, okay. the, the, the lineup, they have been – inconsistent as of late, but I think they're going to be able to overcome that later on because the New York Mets have the best lineup in the National League in my eyes, but their bullpen needs to improve. The bullpen has just been horrible. We've been in games where we've been winning games, and then later on into the game, we start to lose because the bullpen takes over, and their pitching is not effective enough. And it's sad because the New York Mets have spent all offseason trying to improve on, on the bullpen and adding players to the bullpen. And if it's not going to be helpful to us in the postseason, then we're going to be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Well, uh, Kenny, thanks for the call. You made a lot of good points there with the Mets' bullpen being unreliable. And, uh, you know, the, I think the Atlanta will come around as well. They scored two runs, you know, in the four games before then. All right. Um, well, we have to take a little bit of a break right now. We'll pull 60 seconds for a station identification on the sports docket, and then we'll have – We'll hopefully have Mark Hale on the show, the beat writer from the Mets, but we're not 100% sure. So we'll take a little break now. We'll be right back. You are currently listening to the Sports Doctor with Ace and the Quas. If you would like to call into the program, the phone number is 1-646-478-5118. That's 1-646-478-5118. If you would like to aim the co-host during the show... You can aim them either at MetsFanatic910 or Quaster06. Pick or choose right there. Our host page at blogtalkradio.com slash docket. You can also check out one of the supporters of the website. It's myedimedia.com. They're not a sponsor. They're just supporters. They profile us there, and they, and they put us at a high pedestal. So you can check them out. It's myedimedia.com. Now, back to the show. It's the Sports Talk with Aitman and the Quas on Blog Talk Radio. New York Sports and everything else. Okay, we are back on the air. Ace and the Quash, the sports docket, and uh, we were hoping to get uh, Mark here on the show. But as we said earlier in the program, we are so not sure if he'll come on. Uh, he had some travel plans, uh, wasn't sure about between Atlanta and Philadelphia, and the Mets are going to be headed next. So uh, we're not sure if he'll be on. Currently, he's not on. So uh, we'll carry you from there. There's a couple of people called in. Uh, that, yeah, a couple of callers on the line earlier. Um, you guys can call back, and we'll definitely put you right on. Yeah, Mike, uh, I think it was Mike Rivera. Uh, you know, you can call back. We'll put you on the show and everything. So, uh, all right. Um, so, I want to get a little bit more into the Yankees here because they, really, they, they have a big chance over the next two weeks to uh, make a move in the division. I'll tell you why. Okay. That's because uh, Manny Ramirez from the Red Sox, he's going to be out up to 10 days with a little strained oblique injury. He may go on the deal. You know what else? I, was, I heard um... – uh, McCarthy and uh, and uh, Harry Rose talking about it on the air today, and the Mets came on the radio, the fan, the whole thing, and they were saying, you know, Carlos Beltran had the same injury uh, that um, Ramirez had earlier this year, and he was out for three weeks. So this is a this injury it doesn't look serious at first, uh, a strained oblique muscle, but um, it may it may turn out to be a little bit of a while before Ramirez is back in the lineup for the um. Red Sox. Beltran had earlier this year, of course, he missed three weeks of the season. And, you know, he he came back. It was tough for him to hit from the right side. And also, Albert Pujols had the same injury last year, and he yeah. missed six weeks. So this injury, you know, it's a tough injury to come back from. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so um, I'm talking about, you're saying about how the Yankees think. Yeah, they, and they have the chance to make their big move here in the next couple of weeks because without Manny, that Red Sox lineup, just, we, we have to just face it, they're not as good. You know, Manny really, he he, he, he makes their lineup good. You know, he, he puts that hole in the middle. You know he's going to come through for you. You know, uh, so yeah. without Manny, that lineup is really in a big hole. Yeah, how about uh, Kevin Euclid hitting cleanup today? I mean, that's... I think we have a phone call, Ethan, or is that we, John? 
Um, no, that is not, John. We do have a phone call. All right, so let's uh, put him on the air. A 516 number. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, I'm Stephen. It's Michelle and Philippe calling in, listening to your show tonight. It's great. Hey, thanks for calling in. Yeah, um, Philippe wanted me to call in with his vote for MVP for um, David Wright because um, he's doing um, great. He's batting over 300, and he's one of the leaders in um, home runs for the Mets. No doubt. That's a good point there. I mean, uh, David, he has 20, wait, he has 24, 25 home runs so far. Uh, yeah, I think he, has, he didn't home run today. Yeah, he has 24, pretty sure. Wow. Luck, that's our lucky number, 24. Yeah, 24 home runs. He, has, he leads the Mets in RBIs as well. Um, he's been, I've heard a stat since like um, late June. He has the fifth highest batting, no, the highest batting average. Post-Ulster uh, break. Yes, uh, the Ulster break. So he's, uh, he's in red hot. I mean, He's the only man who really hit consistently against the Phillies in the series. Good. Well, we hope he stays that way for the rest of the season. Okay. Thanks for calling in. Sure. Okay. Thanks so much. The show's great tonight. Thank you. Michelle okay. and Philippe, thank you for the call. Okay. Yeah. See you soon. Bye. Great. All right. So, um, yeah, I mean, David Wright, you know, he's doing his job, but hopefully the Mets start to get going a little bit here. Oh, yeah. It's been ugly. It's just been. This series with the Phillies, that was just a terrible job by the Mets. Oh, utterly horrendous. You know, the first game they came out, they did, they, they weren't there. They lost 9-2. to two. I mean, they, they didn't have any heart. And then the second game, you know, Glavin had a great performance, but he only lasted seven. The bullpen coughed it up. Mm-hmm. Granted, the bullpen, you know, they caught a couple of bad breaks in that game, but still. And I know all, all Mets fans right now are concerned with Reyes, how he's been slumping and everything. What about Luis Castillo? What's happened to him? He's not doing anything lately. Uh, well, Castillo, he's bothered a little bit by that right knee injury, but still no excuses. No, no excuses whatsoever. Pennant race, you need to you need to fight through these things, you know. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and also, um, another thing I wanted to mention was, if Willie Randolph or Omar and I or anybody from the Mets is listening to this, okay. or Guillermo Moore to give up that two-run home run on uh, Tuesday night to Ryan Howard to end the game. We all know Guillermo Moore. If you get one out of him, you have to pray to God. Come on. Yeah. Get one squirrel sitting. Don't try to get two. No, that was a terrible decision by Willie Randolph putting in him. I think uh, to Joe Beningo the other day, he said he said the best thing. He says, if you win, Guillermo Moore is like a slot machine in Las Vegas. If you win once, you should just walk away, you know? That's it. <laughs> exactly. Don't push the le- lever. What? Don't push the lever. With yeah, exactly. The motor. Yeah. You don't want to get too, too much with the motor because... You get a squirrel sitting from Guillermo Mota, you go to somebody else. That's just it. Yeah, the godsend that even pitched the ninth inning like that. I think Randolph finally now may be realizing that Mota is not what he thought. And you know, another thing we learned today, uh, Wagner cannot get these two, uh, these two inning saves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he can't come through. He threw, he, threw, he threw too many pitches today. You know, he gave him too many hits. He, he's not good in these uh, two inning save situations. No doubt about it. I mean, uh, he's been... Uh, I mean, Modic is not good in that situation. And Wagner, I mean, come on, what's happened with Wagner? I think uh, what really triggered him was seeing Trevor Hoffman in San Diego. And, it, <laughs> and then he, uh, he got a little bit of what Trevor Hoffman is doing this year. And Wagner, he has announced he, he had a dead arm period this weekend. But oh, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, he did announce that his arm felt dead, which it hasn't. He said it hasn't felt dead since he was with the Houston Astros. That's a while back. The Mets, in the worst way, they need a huge series this weekend in Atlanta. At the minimum, they have to take two out of three. They must have two out of three. And, you know, they have to take two out of three this weekend. You know, you can't go one and six on a road trip against the two top teams in your division in September, you know? Especially with the um, red-hot Cincinnati Reds uh, coming, uh, with the Mets going to Cincinnati for that three-game set. And you never know what could happen with those guys, so... Uh, the Mets new, need to have a productive series against the Braves. And we need to find a reliable uh, arm in the bullpen, you know? I mean, I think we should definitely give Joe Smith another shot. I mean, uh, what, I don't know what's ever happened to Joe Smith. I don't know. I mean, oh, no, uh, Joe Smith, actually, I read on MetsBlog.com today. He's on the minor league DL for 10 days. I'm not sure the exact injury. I didn't get to read all that. But he's on the minor league disabled. I think I can pull it up here. He's on the DL uh, minor league disabled, which is Bad news. Uh, he'll be there for 10 days, and then we'll see what happens with that. All right. Uh, well, um, yeah, when September 1st, the Mets, you know, could call some more people to pitch in the bullpen because you, your roster expands to 40. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. Well, the Mets are definitely going to get more pitch in the bullpen. Actually, Mike Pelf is supposed to make the start on Saturday, and who wants to see that? Um, 
0-7 this season. I'm not changing the subject a little bit here. Okay. Um, I want to um, mention that uh, well, uh, we have football coming up in a couple of weeks. The regular season starting two Sundays from now. It's very exciting. We have the Jets and the Giants. No doubt. I and mean, you have a lot of fun on, on this station talking about that. Week on the sports docket, we're going to have a special time. We're going to have 7 p.m. instead of uh, instead of 8. Yep, we're going to have a 7 p.m. show. Me and Steven will be picking five picks. We're going to be picking the local teams each week unless they have a bye. And then we'll and then we'll be picking three uh, out out-of-town picks. And I guess one of those picks will be the um, season opener, uh, the New Orleans Saints at the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, that will be next Thursday at 8.30 p.m., which is exactly why we're moving our show up, so you guys can still watch the game and listen to us also. Yeah. And um, also, uh, in that show next week, it's going to be mainly all football. You know, we'll mention Mets and Yankees a little bit, but most of the show is going to be previewing the Jets and the Giants season. And also, possibly, we may get Mark Taylor next week if he doesn't come on this show. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a couple of, maybe we'll have a Jets blogger on No, we will week. have maybe a we'll Jets blogger on. Um, check this blog out. And then we've got to go to the break, a break here. Uh, thejetsblog.com, that's Brian Bassett. Uh, he's a great site, number one popular Jets blog out there, of course. It's thejetsblog.com. got to check it out. I'm not a Jets fan, but even I can enjoy that site. So for you gang green lovers, go to Jets, the, thejetsblog.com. And uh, we're going to be right back. Take, we'll talk more New York sports, maybe a guest, if we can fit one in. And we'll take your phone call to the sports docket. All right. Good evening, all sports fans. I'm Mark Elliott from the Blog Talk Radio Show, Sports Heaven with Mark and Evan. You can hear that every Sunday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it is an absolutely outstanding show. We have had guests on our show many times. We've had Newsday sports writer Jim Bombeck, NHL.com writer Evan Grossman, Mets beat writer from the New York Post, Markel, and Fox announcer and Rangers radio broadcaster, Kenny Albert, on our show. It should be a good one. It starts up again on September 9th of 2007. Once again, that's 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time every single Sunday, unless otherwise specified. Once again, I'm Mark Elliott. That's Sports Heaven with Mark and Evan. You could... Look at our official web, freewebs.com, slash sports heaven with Mark and Evan, Mark with a K. We're back, and uh, the Mets and the Yankees, they both have postseason chances. No doubt about that. Yeah. And uh, hopefully the Mets will be hearing that Fox music this season. The Mets, they had a very, as we mentioned earlier in the show, a very disappointing series in Philadelphia. As they oh, got... extremely disappointing. Um, worst possible ever. A sweep, especially where they got swept. I mean, first three games, they were lifeless. Second game, they showed life um, in the um, in third, fourth, and eighth innings. But still, uh, no hope for New York Metropolitan. And we have a phone call now, Steve. Yeah, we do. Uh, we have a 516 number. Uh, hello, what's your name and where are you calling from? Mark Kelly for Sports Time. What's up, guys? Hey, thanks for uh, coming on. Nice to add before. Thank you. Um, I heard you guys talking about the football season coming up, so I was just wondering if I could ask you a quick uh, New York Giants question. Sure. Sure. Uh, you know, the Giants, to me, seem like a very inconsistent team, and they have a lot of injuries. How you know? What do you think their record is going to be, and how far do you think they could go this season? All right, well, you, you want to go first? Steven, you'll go first because I want to hear what you got to say. Well, um, I'm a Jet fan. I'll try not to be uh, too uh, biased here, but realistically, I think the Giants will probably win about seven or eight games. Um, 
you know, losing Tiki Barber and losing Michael Strahan, possibly, those are two key losses. Even though, you know, the defensive line has shown signs of being, they could be dominant in the preseason, but, you know, it's still preseason. Uh, Eli Manning, he should be a little bit better this year as he's uh, one year older, he's maturing, and they have a good young core of players. But I think overall, with all their losses in the offseason, I think they could, I think they'll probably win about seven or eight games. Yeah, I'm pouncing around there. I mean, if they're lucky, even being a Giants fan, I know that this team is. And, you know, of course, they have a lot of questions in the offensive line, but, you know, who doesn't these days? No, well, they have luck with offensive line, but Giants' issue with their kicking, Lawrence Tynes had a terrible game against the Jets. I think he missed a couple of field goals, right, Mark? Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you never think about uh, your kicker. You usually think your kicker's going to match before the season. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like um, Jeff Feely all over again. So, Mark, what do you think about that? Well, the kickers right now look really bad. I mean, it's it's almost pathetic. It's it's like being paralyzed from the waist down. I mean, they're really that bad at this point. And even in this preseason game they're playing right now against New England, Lauren Tynes on the extra point. It was it was just inside the post. It's it's bad. I don't know what they're really going to do. I have a backup kicker? Team, that's we should give updates on the game. We have Josh Houston, but he hasn't shown to be too much better. He made a 50-yarder a couple of weeks ago, but he's still not consistent enough to really get the start, in my opinion. I mean, neither of them really deserve to be a starting kicker, but one of them has to. You know, if there's any uh, inclination that the uh, Giants are going to have um, an inconsistent season, how about Tom Clawson in this preseason? I've been reading you know, articles about his demeanor with the team. He's very laid back this year. He's not, like, yelling at the players like he's always doing. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right now, um, a couple updates on the uh, football uh, preseason, if anyone cares about it. <laughs> um, Jets and Eagles uh, playing right across the street from where the Mets got swept today. <laughs> uh, it's uh, No score, um, uh, 7.50 uh, to left in the half. And the uh, Giants lead the, um, lead the Patriots 7-3. Um, um, well, New England just got into the end zone. Patriots just scored. Just scored the Giants? No, Patriots just scored. Patriots just scored. All right, that's not a surprise. 9-7 New England with the extra point coming up. All right, so the Patriots are uh, showing signs that they're going to be a good team this year. Well, obviously, in the fourth preseason game, a lot of teams don't play, you know. Yeah, the starters are not really playing that much. Yeah. All right, but, um, so, Mark, what do, you, what do you think? How many wins do you think the Giants will, can realistically get this year? You know, people laugh at me when I say this, but I, I honestly could see anywhere from a six-win season to a ten-win season. People don't understand about ten wins, but when these Giants are healthy and they're playing to the best of their ability, I mean, they really have some strong spots. They really look good. I think Eli will have a big year. Brandon Jacobs could have a good year. The defensive line, as you said before, is great. Linebackers aren't bad at all. Yeah. Well, as long as the Giants aren't playing the Bears in week eight, they'll be in good shape. You know, they have, they, the Giants, they have a good core of young players, but I just think that they have, they have a lot of holes, you know. But, you know, like uh, people thought the Jets were going to do nothing last year. The Jets won 10 games. So, you know, anything could really happen. No doubt. That's exactly right. I mean, depends. Uh, that division is tough. The NFC East um, is not like the NL East in baseball. That's that's a very tough division with uh, Cowboys and the Eagles. So You're really anybody, including the Giants. Well, the Redskins anybody. are garbage. We know that. But outside of that, I mean... It's not going to be easy to get past the Cowboys or the Eagles in that division, especially with the Eagles having a comeback season last year. Okay, uh, Mark, thanks for the call. Uh, thank you for taking my call and playing my advertising. No no problem, man. Thanks for uh, calling in. It's great. All right. Speak to you later. All right, and also you can check out uh, Mark's show. Uh, yeah, check out this show, Sports Head with Mark and Evan. Yeah, blogtoradio.com slash Sports Head Mark and Evan. I think his first show is going to be September 9th, Sunday night. Uh, with his co-host Evan Brandoff. Uh, Hello. I'm sure they'll have a lot of football to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Uh, especially the football scene already underway. Um, yeah, it's 8:33 right now. Um, yo. All right, so we're gonna just talk a little more sports, um, of course. Uh, we oh, we have a caller on the line, the five seven three number. Um, what's your name? Where are you calling from? We're on the sports docket with. Quas. Hey, this is Chris, the one that's going to be on from Armchair GM. Oh, hey, uh, thanks for joining us earlier. Hey, no problem. Thank right. you. I love your website. It's a great website. I appreciate that. I put a lot of work in on it. Uh, it takes some time, but it's worth it in the long run. Yeah, it's a great site. Um, well, for those of you who don't know what uh, armchairgm.com is, it's a great website. 
If you're a sports fanatic like me and Ethan are and a lot of uh, you listening to are, it's a great website, all your sports news. You could talk to other sports fans. You could uh, interact with them in many, uh, many great ways. You could write Basically, articles. it's like Facebook for sports, but better. It's a very creative website as well. Basically what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's a great site, obviously. Um, there's no doubt about that. Uh, and Chris, um, I know that, I'm not sure, I think, are you the one that's lead, are you, are, are you leading in points this week, I think? Uh, I think I'm second right now. I was leading earlier in the week, but uh, Falcon overtook me. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean you were uh, you were doing pr- very good this week. You're in second place uh, the whole week. Um, yeah, and you're um, you still have a while to go before becoming a draft pick, but still pretty good. And of course, we know that, um, you're a big Cubs fan. Yes, that's correct. Unfortunately, right now they're not looking too good against Milwaukee, but uh, it's only the second inning. I, I, I personally think I think the Cubs are going to win that division. I think they have the uh, overall, I think they have the most, you know, uh, balanced team out of that division. They have some pitching, they have some hitting, they have a little bit of everything. Yeah, I think the key right now is Carlos Sombrano's got to get back on track. He's looked awful in August, uh, 0-4 with an ERA over 7. Wow. Ted Lilly hasn't won since August 9th. They've really been doing it with the back three guys of the rotation, and I really can't figure out what the problem is with the front two guys, because they've really got to get it together if they're going to uh, make it to the postseason. How much do you guys enjoy Lou Pinella as manager? I personally enjoy it, because I'll tell you what, he's not going to take, as you saw earlier this year when he uh, got himself suspended for uh, kicking dirt on Mark Wagner back in June, yeah. he's not going to take any any crap, and I think that's the problem with Dusty Baker, and that's why he's no longer a member of this organization, is because of the fact that he was too laid back and lost lost command of this ball club. I mean, this this was a Cubs team that was, I think they were, at worst, winning like 15 games behind, over five, under 500 at one point. And here uh, yep. Uh, when uh, when Pinella got ejected, they were 22 and 31. Wow. And yeah, now they're so, 67 I mean, and 64, I believe. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're getting back. Uh, did the Cardinals scare you at all? The Cardinals would scare me if they had something called starting pitching. Well, that's the problem with a lot of teams right now, including the Mets. Our Mets, you know, they're really struggling right now. They just uh, got swept by the Phillies. Yeah, I, I think what what cost them, obviously, Marlon Anderson's uh, mistake, or bad play last night cost them that game. Because I want to ask you, uh, did you think that was interference? I think he's what he if he would have just gone in and slid straight into second base and hit a Gucci, he would have been fine. Instead of sticking his hand out and sliding out towards third base. That's why they called it interference, because he stuck his hand up in there. Now, I understand also that uh, your Chicago Cubs, you know, they're doing well, but uh, when the Mets were in Chicago, uh, Gary Cohn and the announcers here, they were mentioning that the Cubs haven't had much power this year. Are you a little concerned about the power numbers for the Cubs? I I would have to say yes. I am very concerned about the fact. I mean, if you look at it, Aramis Ramirez has 19 homers. The guy's hit over 35 the last few years. Derek Lee's only got 14. Soriano has 18, and nobody else is in double digits. I mean, Michael Barrett is fourth on the team, and he got traded back in June. And that was huge when Soriano got back. What do you say? Uh, I think it's a big key, but he's really got to get his timing back. He's looked, he's looked bad. He doesn't really have the uh, – he doesn't seem comfortable running yet. He's one for ten since coming off the DL. And uh, in his first at-bat tonight, he took a hack at a 55-foot slider to strike out. Wow. Okay, um, Chris, we're going to give you a little radio experience now. We have a phone call, 516 number. Um, what's your name? Where are you calling from? You're on the sports docket. Uh, yeah, Matt from Limbrook. Hey, what's up? What's up, Matt? Yeah, I got a question about what you thought of today's Yankee game. In your opinion, do you think Jabba Chamberlain was throwing at Kevin Euclid? Um, I didn't get to see the play. Um, I assume not. I, I don't think he was throwing at him uh, he just got ejected because it was a crucial game, Yankees Red Sox, and I guess the umpire, home plate umpire, felt that um, Jabba was throwing intentionally. I mean, not something to worry about. It's only something to worry about for the sake that his uh, his control was off. But Chamberlain's gonna be out there the next time Tory needs him. So. All right. Uh, well, Matt, um, I didn't see the play either, but I understand that I, I was watching on you know, the Met game. The Mets had a huge game today. It was really good at the end. But I understand that. Um, uh, Kevin Euclid, he uh, complained about a call when he got uh, called for get running out of the baseline, so that could have been why Chamberlain was throwing at him. To me, um, it would, if, if he had only thrown over his head once, it would have been considered an error. Throwing over his head twice means that he was trying to deliver a message. 
Yeah, Jabba Chamberlain has to has to learn as a young kid, and uh, now um, he just has to learn. And I guess that was a little. Got some guts, though. You got some guts. Yeah. Also, um, thanks for calling in. Uh, Matt, yeah, thanks, thanks for calling. All right, thanks. Um, we actually do have. Um, we have another call. It's not Armchair GM yet. Don't take the. This is um, Emil, uh, at EA34 from Armchair GM. It's a user. I guess uh, we'll we can take a break at 8:42 and then we'll um, take the segue break to Armchair GM. So we'll put him on. Thanks for coming on. I will take a quick time out. We'll be right back. We're not yet, Stephen. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. All right. Is the wait is the meal on yet? Oh, hold on a sec. Time on the phone. All right. I'll put him on. Guys from the 818 area code. Yeah, yeah. This is uh. You know, let's just take a break now. Okay. Then we'll come right back with it. All right. We're going to take a break, and then we'll be right back, um, and we'll start on GM Rapid Fire. Yeah, great segment. Coming up. Okay. Ethan, what's going on, man? What's going on, Ethan? Ace, the sports docket, everyone. What's going on? It's Josh Springer from Soundscape Soul. I just wanted to let everybody know that Famecast Season 3 is going on. So listen to Ethan. He'll tell you exactly where to go. I'm going to tell you to go to famecast.com slash soul. Send us your votes. Send us back to Austin, Texas. Have a good one, guys. Coming up next, on Trivia Rapid Fire on the Sports Docket. Joined by three users from the awesome sportsbook.com. Well, yeah, um, Emil, are you with us? I am. All right. Um, there's another caller, 818 Eric. I'm pretty sure that was Joe, uh, the Beast, aka the Beast from Armchair GM. If you can uh, come on soon, if you can call back, that'd be great. I uh, guess we'll wait it out for Joe right now. Uh, he's supposed to call in. But in the meantime, guys, um, obviously you know that Armchair GM. Wait, is this him now? I think this is him. Is this Joe? Hello, this is the Beast from Armchair. Excellent, we got all three. This is great. Okay, we got all three of them on. This is gonna be great. All right, so some um, connection problems. Okay, so we have um, first I want to I'll go in order of points, I guess, right? Um, we have um, Joe the Beast with us. The Beast. Uh, Chris, aka Silencer76, and Emil, aka EA34. They're Armchair DM users. It's a great website. And they'll join us for a segment on Treaty and Rapid Fire. This is our first one, so we'll see how it works out. So uh, let them tell let them tell us a little bit about their website. Well, about the website, how they feel about the new design, and I guess we'll start with um, Joe. Tell us a little what you think of uh, Arm Treaty and uh, how the site looks now and um, the new features. Well, it's kind of amazing. If you look back on the site a year ago, it was pretty standard. I mean, you had your posts, you had your comments, but now there's so much more. You have editing, you have ratings. You have the picture contest, the locker room. It's a whole bunch of new stuff, and I think they've really improved. I really love the rating thing, editing players, yeah. adding ratings. All right, um, we'll go to Chris. What do you see your thoughts? I've got to agree. I mean, they've really added a lot of new features, definitely the uh, the new poll feature, the thoughts for the different uh, ball clubs and the little fan networks. Always a good thing. I know that you were on there, Ethan, uh, Going back and forth talking about the Mets game today. Yeah, yeah, that was with uh, several different individuals. Yeah, <laughs> and so was Stephen actually going back and forth as well. That was a lot of fun. Um, we'll go to email. What are your thoughts on how the site's looking? Uh, you know, I I actually didn't have uh, any, any experience with the previous site. I've only actually been on the site for you know a couple of months now. Wow, but you you've gained quite a bit of points uh, since you got it on. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I just had a. Uh, I had some writing on other sites that uh, that I've recently put up that I've just kind of started 
uh, you know, crop posting and uh, just did a lot of, uh, I've edited a bunch of uh, encyclopedia pages and uh, just, you know, random stuff like that, you know, while at work. Just, uh, yeah, yeah, great. So, uh, guys, glad to have you on. Well, Ethan, should we start the rapid fire now? Uh, you want to get it started? Okay, we're going to... Explain them how it's going to go. All right. All right, well, we're going to have a little se- section here called Rapid Fire. We're going to ask you guys some questions, and you could give us some nice quick answers about them, or what you think about it. Okay, you sound good? Yeah, you got... Well, good. Let's tell them what they got. They got 30 seconds to do that. And a buzzer's going to go off. Yeah, John, you know we'll play the buzzer. Seconds is off. Like that? Yep. <laughs> so uh, I'll start with the first question. I'm going to start off with Michael Vick. Do you guys think he's ever going to play in the NFL again? Okay, we'll start with Chris. This is where we go. Uh, if Michael Vick plays in the NFL again, it'll be because Roger Goodell completely changed his policy on the National Football League. I don't think you're going to see him. If you do, it's going to be not until at least 2011. Wow. Well, that's when he's supposedly going to be able to eligible to play again. Okay, we'll go over to Emil. Um, you know, I think we are going to see Vick in the NFL again. Whether or not it's as a quarterback, uh, that remains to be seen. I mean, he was only a marginal quarterback to begin with, and uh, two years away, he's probably not going to help him. I think we see him in 2010 probably resurfaces as like a flash type player. Yeah, it's about three years. That could be good. We got yeah. one more, right, Ethan? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I was just thinking, uh, people have never, nobody's ever really mentioned the point that Vic's going to be gone for three years. Yes, his uh, athleticism might decrease. He might not be as fast. He might not be as quick. But this could actually, I think, help him if he decides to come back. It might actually force him to actually learn the playbook a lot better, be forced to understand the offense, and uh, be forced to make the throws instead of relying on his It might force him to rely more on his arm than his legs. So it could be a good thing, but we'll have to... Okay, we're going to the second round now. Um, what do you guys think? Um, the big question everybody's wondering... Will the Yankees make the playoffs? Will their streak of going 11 straight years come to an end? What do you guys think? Uh, we'll start with Joe this time. Yankees going to the playoffs. Yes or no? Hello? What happened? Hello, guys? I think we just lost somebody there. Uh, might have been... Must have been Joe. It must have been Joe. <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll get him back on, maybe somewhere on the phone line. I think uh, we'll start with um, Chris then. What do you think? Yankees going to the playoffs, yes or no? I don't think so. I think, uh, obviously, Mike Pucina is winless in his last seven starts. He's got an ERA of 18. You're calling up a kid from AAA to fill in his spot. Roger Clemens is old. He hasn't looked good. Andy Pettit is washed up. The only starter they have is Jin Ming Wong, and that's not going to be enough to get you in the playoffs. I don't care if you score nine runs a game. If, you, if you're going to lose games 11-9 to nine on a regular basis, you're not going anywhere. Well, Rogers' last start was very encouraging, though. He pitched uh, a no-hitter going into the sixth. Yes, but he did walk five guys, too. Very true, very true. I think we got Joe back. Yeah, Joe's back on. Joe, what's your thought? Are the Yankees going to be in the playoffs or not? Uh, I don't think they really will. Pitching is struggling. The bullpen stinks. And the two most important things in the playoffs is pitching, bullpen, clutch hitting. I don't see them having any three of those with their bullpen and a supposedly best hitter. I mean, where's the clutch part and bullpen and depth, and I don't see any of those things. Okay. Uh, we're going to head over to Emil. You think Yankees are going to be in the playoffs? Uh, you know, I think it's a clean sweep. I don't uh, I don't think they're going to make it, but uh, I, I have no concerns about the offense. Uh, I think they can hit in the postseason just like they can hit any other time. But uh, they were counting on Messina and Pettit to give them a lot this year, and Messina has given them very little. Pettit is maybe a number three starter now. They were counting on something from Phil Hughes. He hasn't given them much this year. And who knows, you know, when he uh, gets back into the rotation regularly, where he's going to be at. And Roger Clemens has not been a $4.5 million a month pitcher. They just don't have the starting pitching, I don't think. Okay. Um... Okay. Well, first, I, I just want to um, say one thing. Um, I'm a little surprised at Joe's answer there because uh, he's, um, you know, an Angels fan. And, and wouldn't you not want the Mariners to make the playoffs? Hmm? Oh, I'd love the Mariners to make the playoffs. I mean, when have they ever beat the Angels? Well, the Angels have statistically owned them. Yeah, well, the, the Mariners just got swept by the Angels. So that was the huge choice. All right, now I want to ask you guys. Now you, the Mets really struggled uh, this week. Do you think the Mets are going to make the playoffs? Okay, well, we'll start with Emil here. 
you know, I actually do see the Mets making the playoffs uh, either as the uh, NL East champion or the wild card. Okay. Um, I just I, I like what they've got. Of, I'm, I like what I've seen with Maine. Uh, Tom Gladden still has something left in the tank, and uh, I mean, I know Pedro is a huge question mark, but uh, just I, I tend to give Pedro the benefit of the doubt. And uh, even though uh, they've, they've gone through fits and starts, I think that offense is just completely stacked. And uh, Well, they did score you know, 10 runs today, though. Yeah, they did. Today was a good showing. Um, I mean, if they, can, if they can keep the core of that offense healthy, I mean, I think they can hit with anybody in the playoffs. And uh, you got a hammer like Billy Wagner at the end of the bullpen. I think it, you know, really helps a lot. Oh. Oh, you got buzz, huh? All right, we'll go to um, Chris. Think- I, I think the Mets are going to make the playoffs. I mean, look, at they've gotten all kinds of production from Orlando Hernandez and Oliver Perez out of the back of that rotation. I mean, those guys have carried the team a good part of the season. Tom Glavin is solid. John Main has been pretty good. Uh, as long as Carlos Delgado can actually learn the swing and a pitch that's in the strike zone. <laughs> Uh, if, Car- if Carlos Beltran become- or comes back healthy and if Paul LaDuca can help out down the stretch, the Mets are going to have no problem holding off Philadelphia. But Delgado, it seems like he knows. Like- oh, excuse me. All right, head over to Joe here. Oh. And even yeah, I think they- strikes on if he gets his inside, he's swinging at them. Right, yeah, I think so, they uh, The next guy, right, Ethan? Yeah, head over to Joe. Thoughts on whether the Mets can get yeah. into the playoffs. Yeah, I think they probably will make the playoffs, but not because they're such a great team in the first place. They play in the NL, and look at the teams who are chasing them, Atlanta and Philadelphia. I think it's a question of who has more holes, and right now I think Atlanta and Philadelphia have a lot more holes than does New York. Besides, New York has a lot more potential to get good. I mean, if you look at their pitching staff, it's I think potentially with Pedro back and if Oliver Perez can pitch like he was earlier in the season, I think they have an excellent chance to not only make the playoffs, they could be one of the favorites to come out of the NL. Okay, um... Okay, great. Um, <laughs> all right. Thank you for the buzzer there. Um, I guess uh, we'll, let's switch over gears. Of course, NFL season starting uh, next Thursday night uh, with the Saints and the Colts uh, from Indianapolis. And, um, of course, every year there's surprise teams in the NFL. Uh, I guess I'll start with Joe here. Do you think there'd be um, any surprise teams in the NFL this year? Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm a little biased on this one, but I think the Green Bay Packers are gonna be a major surprise this year. I mean, they won their last four games last season when the defense was remarkably good toward the end of the season. They were improving. They have a lot of young players, especially defensively, and they might have the best linebacking core in the NFC with AJ Hawk and Nick Barnett. Brady Papinga is vastly improving. And at the set as long as the secondary that was a major concern last year with their two strong safeties, uh Marquette Manuel and uh, Underwood, and I think if the defense should be there, and as long as there's a running game, I think uh, Green Bay could sneak into the playoffs at the NFC. Okay, so we have a surprise team with the Packers. We'll go over to uh, Chris here. Well, let me start off. I'm not sold on Green Bay. They have no wideouts whatsoever. Donald Driver's hurt. Greg Jennings is unproven. Bubba Franks is horrible, and they don't have a running back. I think if you're going to look for a surprise, watch out for the Arizona Cardinals. They might have to beat teams 45 to 42, but they've got the weapons to put up points on the board with anybody. They definitely do. They have Bolden and Fitzgerald. And with Leonard and Edge James, the key for them is going to be what Levy Brown does on the offensive line now that Oliver Ross has lost for the season with a torn tricep. What's the surprise team, you think? Say that again? What's the, what team you think would be a surprise? The Cardinals. Yeah, I think the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals can win nine games. Oh, the Card- All right, okay. The Cardinals could uh, sneak into the wild card, I think. Okay. So we'll see. Who didn't go yet? Emil? Emil uh, didn't go. Yeah. Um, you know, I actually am going to say that I think the uh, Atlanta Falcons, that everyone's leaving for dead, could actually make some noise this year. I mean, uh, I know I, I'm not actually putting any weight in Joey Harrington's one good half of football that he had a couple days ago. But, uh, I mean, they've got some depth at the running back position. I mean, they've got Jarius Norwood, who was outstanding last year and wore it done. They've got some veteran receivers with Finneran and Joe Horn. And, I mean, Michael Jenkins, someone thought enough of him and Roddy White to draft them in the first round. Uh, so uh, I think they've got some <laughs> weapons on offense. Ah, damn it. See, this is weird. Uh, I'll let you make the, uh, the next topic in a sec. Well, uh, we got one last question for you, and then you can go off to your hot seat. All right, guys? 
All right, what do you think is the favorite for the U.S. Open? Is it going to be Nadal or Federer? Uh, who we want to start? Steve, we got to start with someone. Uh, let's start with Joe. Okay. Okay, you're putting me on, a t- on the hot seat, really hot seat, because I virtually know nothing about tennis. All right. Except that's that's nice. We wanted to get something other than baseball and football in. <laughs> okay. So I'll take a pass. Okay. You can pass. It's all right. All right, we'll head over to... What, anybody else want to shoot in here or something? Or? I think um, you'd have to go with Roger Federer. I mean, Nadal is a clay court specialist. He's kind of like Thomas Mooster used to be in the late 90s, early early turn of the, of the decade. Federer is a guy who can play on all kinds of surfaces, and I really think that Nadal just hasn't adapted yet. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Oh, definitely some great insight from you guys tonight. Of course, the armchair GM, um, greatest insight in the sporting world. Um and great that you guys can come on. Thanks, thanks to all you guys for coming on tonight. Hey. That was a good time. Great. Where was the college football? You, want, uh, you guys want to throw in some of the college football? Hey, what's ever up with you guys? It's your show. Talk <laughs> some college football then. Well, we knew it too. Well, I mean, um, I remember uh, somebody wrote an article on KGM about, uh, um, somebody, about USC. They think it would be in the top of in the Pac-10. They'll be in the top this year. You guys will think the same thing, USC? I don't. I don't think USC has enough defense to beat anybody on a regular basis. I think you've got to watch out for teams like LSU. Uh, Wisconsin's going to have a good ball club, even though they've got a new quarterback. Penn State's going to have to be a team you're going to watch out for just because of the fact that they're another year older. Joe Paterno's never had a bad football team that he hasn't been able to turn around. Okay. And Michigan with Mike Hart. And Chad Henney and Mario Manningham are always going to be a team in contention as well. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Um, I guess that's the end of the armchair rapid fire. Great you having you guys us. on. Um, next week, um, if no one else uh, um, volunteers to come on, we'd definitely love to have you guys back on again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Thank Thanks again. Great insight. Have a good night. All right, you All guys right, guys, too. Thanks, thanks so much. Armchair GM, great side. Um Sports Weekly, Sports Blog, Sports Research, Sports Community, Sports 2.0, great stuff there. And we were um, glad to have on three armchair users with us and share their insight on different sports topics. Um, One more call. We have a call now, 516 number, Stephen Lindbrook uh, code is really showing up tonight. I don't know. <laughs> What's the name where you're calling from? What's the name where you calling from? Hello? Hello? Yes. I have a question about the Mets pitching situation. Given that the Mets kind of only have one pitcher that's actually pitching right now. Okay. All right. Position. Don't you think the Mets should have tried to pick up some help in the bullpen? Uh, no doubt. But remember, first of all, this is Matt Bernstein. Yeah. Thanks for calling in, man. Anyway, first off, um, when Willie Randolph went into the uh, went into the uh, All Star break. Um, well, train deadline, my bad. Train deadline. He his big priority was second base. They picked up Castilla, and he didn't really focus on pitching as there's no one new in the Mets bullpen uh, since um, since the All Star break. So, I mean, it wasn't a priority for Randolph, and the Mets didn't make it a concern, and it's coming to bite them back, right, Steve? Well, yeah. Um, well, the Mets. I mean, uh, it's not that they didn't try to get pitching. It's just that there's not much out there. You know. Um, where are you going to get pitching? Tell me where you're going to get pitching right now. I mean, there's nobody out there right now on the free agent war. Yeah, I mean, he, the guys like Eric Gandhi and Scott Linebrack, who, uh, I forget who picked him up. Uh, I just heard, I remember who got, anyway, um, the, those two guys were, were, um, were the big names, uh, and both of them are struggling. Gandhi more than Linebrink, but both of them are struggling a lot. So, yeah, I mean, there wasn't really much available. Thanks for calling in, Matt. Yeah, I have another question also. All right. What's your position about Guillermo Mora? Uh, I think it's pretty much the same as yours right now. We a Facebook group about him. <laughs> yeah, there's a Facebook group. you got to join that group. Um, I, I, we can't really say on the air what the name of the group is, but... I can't say on the air. I want Guillermo Mora off this, you know, what team. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's just... Every time he comes in, it's like a Kyle Fonsworth moment with the uh, Mets, so... Yeah, I mean, he's terrible. Yeah, he's he's awful. Uh, no, he's just given up too many runs. Yeah, he's coming. Yeah, it's, you know, it's not that like he's not, 
sometimes he does okay, but you know what? Willie Randolph leaves him out there for two innings. Yeah, that's the problem. Second inning. He goes out too long, and... I understand why Willie keeps putting out for two innings. Yeah, I'll see him when he's at the end of the show here. And but... I'm going to kill myself if he's on the playoff roster. Uh-huh. I thought he, he's, he's just as bad as Kyle Farnsworth is. Maybe worse. Uh... I mean, Guillermo Mota, he's got to take steroids again. <laughs> okay. Um, Steve Antoine here's show. John, I want to thank you very much for uh, being uh, behind the glass tonight, John. Thank you very much, John. Mm-hmm. Wow. No problem. Great. All right, um, Matt Burns, thank you for calling in. We want to thank uh, everyone who was in our program. We couldn't get Mark Hill on. Thank you most ever. Sorry, Blog Terry. Best show ever, definitely. Uh, Arms Rapid Fire, we got to thank Chris, Emil, and Joe big time for coming on. We got, we got like four callers. Yeah, uh, Mark have, Hill unfortunately couldn't make it tonight, but hopefully he'll be on the show next week or in one of the following yeah, weeks. Yeah, we're really sorry, Blouse Talk Radio. We, they built hype and we couldn't get him on. But we will be able to get him on for another show in the future. Uh, Steven, you want to end with a little song here? Uh, oh, for, um, for myself, uh, Steven, uh, John Behind the Glass, and everybody. All right, well, uh, before Sockets, I end the show, I just want to remind all the listeners again, our next show will be next Thursday, September 6th. Yep. And it will be 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. It will be one hour earlier because of opening day in the NFL. And once again, hopefully we'll have Brian Bassett from thejetsblog.com and hopefully Paul Schwartz, who is a Giants blogger. Oh, actually, Paul Schwartz is actually the New York Post uh, Giants supporter. All right, well, uh, yeah, New York Post. Uh, thank, thank you, everybody, for listening, and have a great night. Okay, and we're going to end with what? We're going to end with a song. Okay.